0: The wait is over. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is officially live in Ohio. Now you can legally bet on all your favorite sports anytime and anywhere right here in Ohio with DraftKings. For a limited time, new customers who sign up with code CONTEST will receive $200 in bonus bets instantly. DraftKings has the best features including same-game parlays, player props, and more with fast and easy payouts right at your fingertips. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. New customers can use code CONTEST to get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on anything. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code CONTEST. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER, 21 and over in Physically Present, in Ohio. Valid one offer per first-time depositors who have not already redeemed $200 in free bets via pre-launch offer. Minimum $5 deposit and wager, $200 issued as bonus bets. Eligibility restrictions apply. See dkng.co slash oh for terms. Thank you.
2: Hello, ladies, gentlemen, and everybody inside and outside of the gender spectrum, and welcome back to Stardom Quest, the best weekly Stardom podcast anywhere in the world. I am as always Alex, and I am joined not by Dylan this time, but by Scott.
1: Hi, Scott. Hi, Alex. I have a cookie. Okay, no, I don't. I don't have a cookie. I just I just wanted to. I just wanted to do that for Dylan because I know he's very much missed. But I'm happy to fill in for him this week, and uh, this is a big week. To say the least, um not a not the best week for Dylan not to be here, not gonna lie to you,
2: <laughs> yeah, Dylan missed like the one time that Joshi just decided to explode, um, so you know good good for him, I guess,
1: yeah, he saved himself, perhaps,
2: yeah, well, he saved me from having to edit like three hours of contact, <laughs> so. yeah he he won't listen to this, so it's fine, I love you, Dylan, um, Dylan is fine, he will be back uh presumably next week like he, he's grand he he could have recorded tomorrow but it just would have been too late so um we just you know decided to get my good buddy scott because scott is a very
1: intelligent person but um, wow wow i don't hear that a lot i appreciate that <laughs> that's that's okay um <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know how to respond
2: <laughs> oh my god <laughs> um right so let's just go straight into the news um we aren't going to talk about any of the news that Stardom announced on the Sunday show. Um, me and Dylan did a special episode the day uh, after um, to talk about that. So on that show, we talked about the osaka Joe Hall announcement, Hazuki's uh, return, and the Stardom match airing on New Japan World. So if you want to hear our in-depth thoughts on those, check out that episode. Um, since then, there has been more news um, because things are crazy. Uh, the first bit of slightly stardom-adjacent news that is probably going to end up being stardom news is that uh, Marvelous announced that Hibiki, Koto Shindo, and Meiho Shizuki all left the group yesterday. Um, the verbiage makes a lot of people believe that they all have offers on the table to go elsewhere. Um, it's very much the kind of, oh, you know, they wanted to leave to, like, pursue their careers and further themselves and whatever, and that generally means that they want to go to a different group. Um a lot, you know, the most speculation is that they are going to Stardom. I, for one, don't think Stardom picks up all three. Um, I don't think Ko Oshindo ticks a lot of their boxes. You know what I mean? Like, she is very small. Uh, Her look isn't very remarkable. You know what I mean? She just has the singlet, the white boots. She doesn't really jump off the page Uh, in the same way that a Meho Suzuki does. Um, And I'm also not sure they want to sign Hibiki. I think they already have enough kind of heels on the roster without needing to bloat that even further with Hibiki. Like, Hibiki would be a good signing, but I think tie is already big enough and bloated enough that you really don't need her. So to me,
1: Eho Shizuki
2: seems like the only one who is a lock to go to stardom. I feel like there's no chance that she doesn't join. Um, and I think she's a great pickup. You know, she's been one of the best wrestlers in the Joshi scene for quite a bit now. Like, she just suddenly exploded out of nowhere like late last year and has just been killing it ever since... Um, but she, uh, you know, she has that relationship with Azumi. Um, she's been on Stardom shows before. They clearly seem to like her. Um, she's got a great look. Uh, you know, her gear is very colorful. Um, she really stands out, and she's definitely somebody who I think could make the jump to Stardom in that way. Um, I don't know if I'm being too harsh on the other two, but I just to me, it really feels like May is the only one that Stardom would be interested in picking up.
1: May fits the Stardom mold, like you said. I don't think you're being like mean to the other two it's just a sense of they don't feel like stardom wrestlers um i don't know where those two will go i will be shocked if may goes anywhere else i guess like tjpw would be the only other place i'd see may going but that doesn't make sense to me either Mm -hmm. Um, so it, it almost has to be stardom you know like you said the relationship there with the zoomie and you know just working there uh the the most difficult part for me out of all this was just seeing takumi's like response like she was just so sad and i was like oh no i'm sad like i i didn't really think about like how marvelous was affected when i first read it because i was like wow those are just like you know three people especially may may was the most shocking just because she seemed to be going up the uh totem pole per se like she was to me she was about to jump over Rin as like their top three in a sense because she's just that good um so yeah that was the most shocking part to me but then when I read Takumi's response I was like oh no what is happening in Marvelous and as someone that enjoys watching Marvelous I'm kind of scared for what is going ahead with for them I mean they have Chigusa and Takumi and Mio but you never know, because they just lost a chunk of their roster. Now they have, like, what, six, seven people?
2: Um, I think they have six, but one of those is Kaoru, whose next match is her retirement. So, yeah, technically, like, five. And I'm pretty sure one of those five hasn't debuted yet. They have Kami Goto, isn't it, in, in the back, back pocket, because her her debut got delayed. So it's, it's definitely trimmed the roster uh, yeah. quite a bit.
1: Yeah, um, and I guess so it's Takumi, Mio, Rin, Maria. And that's...
2: Um, Tomoko Watanabe. Yeah, right.
1: uh, hosan. Okay. Um, Yeah, that's that's tough. That is really tough. And I thought, I I was actually more shocked by Hibiki than anyone else, just because Mm -hmm. they have put her in such a big role as their top heel that it just felt shocking um and she was getting a lot of uh attention i guess that's why she's gone now um i guess she'll go to like maybe she'll follow miyagi or something to gleet or something i don't know i th- that's not the stardom brand so i don't really care uh so may where do you think if may does come in where do you think she fits
2: that's a good question cuz i feel like queen's quest kind of needs somebody like her but she also doesn't fit the the overall aesthetic of of queen's quest in some ways so like stars would be a better fit but i also don't think stars needs her as much i mean they've got hanan and kogama and you know i think once jungle and ida come back you kind of have all the slots filled that you could need in a faction whereas i feel like queen's quest especially with hina missing for the next couple of months They need somebody who can just easily take pins, you know? Um, So I would put her in in Queen's Quest, but I know there is some hesitance there.
1: You know, that's tough. She'd have to pick a color because she can't be rainbow in Queen's Quest. That's (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It's it's so interesting to think because they're adding all these people, and I know um, a lot of fans or people on Twitter have been wondering if Hazuki gets her own group and, you know, the more they add roster members, the more I'm like, huh, I mean, we're getting to the point where it might not be crazy to think they add a faction. That being said, uh, Queen's Quest, I definitely agree, would make the most sense, except it doesn't fit who May is. But, you know, she could always change.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Definitely. Um, on the topic of signings, uh, Mirai Mayumi today announced that she was leaving Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling. Uh, very surprising move. Naomi M- is like one of their better wrestlers despite her inexperience. And she's definitely somebody who would have not only won the tag belts, but also definitely would have been a, a princess to princess champion in the future. Um, and I mean, a lot of the obvious speculation is that she is going to stardom. I know Great is on the table. A lot of people think she might go to Great because they kind of have that UWFI division and they kind of need more women. I wouldn't mind seeing Mayumi in Great, but I feel like she's definitely somebody Stardom would have gone after quite quite a lot, you know what I mean? Like she ticks a lot of the boxes similar to yeah. Meiho Shizuki. You just look at Mayumi and you think, yeah, Stardom would definitely love to have her on their roster. Um and I feel like they would not only be able to offer more money, but I think they would also just be a bit more of an appealing uh place to go than Great because you know that's that's a newer promotion uh so far i'm pretty sure like tokyo joshi pro outdraws them i don't know that for sure but i feel like tjpw is running bigger venues and kind of has a lot more ambition than great so ayumi going from tjpw to great would be a bit of a you know a downgrade for her and i feel like she'd more so be going to stardom rather than kind of to the newer promotion
1: if you're leaving TJPW, I feel like the only place you would be going is stardom because, like you said, almost any promotion is down except for stardom when it comes to TJPW. That being said, um, I always thought she was an interesting fit in that promotion, she was more of like the Miyu Yamashita type rather than the uh, you know, super serious, not serious, uh, like character. That That's never how I <laughs> viewed her She was more of the wrestler And a lot of people Were not happy about this They were not happy mm. Twitter was angry today When they read this Because they're like Oh Rossi did it again And I think she would be Just an excellent fit For this roster Wherever you put her Really because You, you know There's factions that don't make sense Like Cosmic Angels Not happening um, But she is really good for those who don't watch tjPw. Uh, she's one I would agree that she's probably one of well, she was one of their best in- ring um performers, you know, night in and night out. So her addition makes a lot of sense for stardom. and if she doesn't go to stardom, then I am going to be rattled wherever she does go. and I think a lot of other people will. Um, and I think a lot of people will be happier if she doesn't go to stardom but at that point, like don't you just want to be able to see her? No offense, but like some other promotions besides T J P W and Stardom can be difficult at times. So I guess we'll see.
2: Yeah, I mean it's it's definitely up in the air. I, I, I know people have kind of been like, Oh, stardom is like taking all five people that are on the market. I don't think so. Um I mean they've already got Yuri, presumably, on the way in. Um I don't think they would, you know, sign like five people at once, but you know, maybe they would, I don't know. Um, but I mean, they'd, they'd be silly to, to pass up on Mirai Mayumi. And I mean, I understand Tokyo Joshi Pro fans who are upset because I mean, they've seen her rise to this level where it felt like she was about to do a lot of great things in the promotion. And she's just left now. And there, you know, there's going to be so many cool things that they aren't going to get to see her do in Tokyo Joshi Pro. Like uh, her and Suzumi winning the tag belts was going to be something that I think a lot of people would have enjoyed. But obviously, they that just won't happen now because you know Miami's left. But um, I mean, at the end of the day, this is this is the future of doshi wrestling for a while. I think Stardom understands that they need as many wrestlers as possible because you know that's just the smartest thing for the business. You know what I mean? Like New Japan does it, where if oh, yeah. you have as many stars as possible, you can sell more tickets, like you can have more big shows, and I think that's obviously Stardom's grand plan. Um, and they'd be silly to not sign wrestlers, you know what I mean? At the end of the day, Mm. it's up to the wrestler to decide what's best for their career. And you know, it's stardom has no obligation to not offer people deals if they think they're talented, you know, that's just wrestling. That's just how things work. Um, but I can definitely understand why people would be upset. I mean, Joshi wrestling hasn't had this one massive juggernaut for a while. Um, so it's definitely going to be interesting to see how people react when there's a big player in the scene that is, you know, considered to be stealing, poaching talent or whatever like that. And, you know, it's going to be interesting to to see going forward.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm, I totally agree with you. And I think uh, something I said on Twitter is that if they keep adding roster members, which I think part of this has to do with, um, you know, uh, Gajans not be able to fly in. They're going to get to a point where they don't need the. I don't want to say this mean, but they don't need the bad ones anymore. Starter, mm-hmm. they won't need to bring in the uh, Zoe Lucases and <laughs> like they that won't be in need anymore. And I think that's big for them because their roster is just growing and growing. And say they add Yuri, May, and Marai, that is first of all three huge gets. You know, for the future mm-hmm. and present. Um, and that, you know, you mix them in and it's just very interesting. And I guess you can add uh, my Sakurai in there. Cause she, you know, she's recent enough. So they're just, you know, they're filling up and I think that's good. It's really good for the rest of the roster because it won't be so taxing on them, I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, And I know they've been doing the only singles matches lately, which has been very smart, but it's, it's interesting. Uh, I don't i uh, People are getting angry, but it's it's very it's very intriguing for us Stardom fans more than anyone. Yeah, so uh, Stardom fans are feasting, and uh, everybody else is left unhappy.
2: Um, it's kind of unfair, but I, I mean, look, it's it's how it goes. Um, we've had years of WWE domination. Exactly, uh, it, it's how it goes. But um, yeah, that's enough on the possible signings. I mean, me and Dylan, will talk more about them if th- these people do sign. Um. But you know, I th- I think it's just it's always good to cover because anybody can go to stardom at this point and they can just show up whenever. So it's it's always good to be ahead of the game on that. Maybe um,
1: they'll just come in and be the Nexus for Stardom. Maybe be they'll cool. just be a brand new faction altogether and like Hazuki will be like, yeah, except I brought in all in all outsiders, which made no sense because my whole thing was stardom bread and that would be funny.
2: Yeah, that that would be pretty chill. Um the other stardom news is that they have confirmed the uh dark matches that are no longer dark matches uh for the two metlife dome shows um the first one is micah and lady c versus momo and and saya Kamatani and on day two we have julia and siri versus momo and and saya Kamatani. um Dylan and I were talking about this on the last episode that we did, the the Sunday news special. Um, we were like, oh, you know, they should do like Queen's Quest versus Stars or they should do like Donald El Mondo and a of tie and you can get Roraka and Julia in there. And then they were like, no, we're doing Lady C <laughs> and Micah against Momo and Saya and nothing against any of those four. I think they're all pretty killer. But What a random collection you know what i mean like momo and saya is like the only queen's quest tag team that you just never ever see or think of
1: Mm -hmm. and then
2: micah and lady c have had like a handful of matches together and i don't know it's just so weird um like the matches are going to be fine but i think if you're putting your best foot forward and having these aired on new japan world i think i feel like i would go with you know the best of the best Um, rather than Lady C, Lady C. And I love Lady C. Like we'll get onto Lady C later. I think she's kicks ass, but I mean, I don't think she's going to wow as many people as say, Himeka would, or, you know, Natsupoi would, you know what I mean?
1: Had there been more time, like if this, uh, new Japan idea was going to give stardom more time which I don't know if their matches go, you know, much past 10 minutes, you could have easily just tossed on Utami and Sherry there. And that would have been like huge, I think, long-term for stardom. And I know you're never going to do that because you want to sell out your own show, but mm-hmm. I, I just was thinking about that. Um, I think the Sunday match will be really good. I think that could, yeah, uh, if they give funny. them, you know, n- more than 10 minutes, but not too many, like we don't need to go the full 20 because that'd be ridiculous. Um, I think it'd be really good and it's funny because I know you guys have had like an entire like segment talking about how Momo and Sayed barely team and now they are going to team twice on a New Japan pay-per-view so that's very funny um, yes. but hey Momo, Momo gets on uh, double shows after missing the Tokyo Dome so
2: as yeah, a fan all... I'm happy yeah all, all the people who thought that uh, Bushiro despised Momo are in the mud Uh, I think
1: a little bit, you know, yeah, it, it should be, uh, it should be interesting. I mean, lady C in a dome, what else can you ask for anything? I know,
2: right? (laughs) I mean, she's tall. She'll, she'll definitely catch some eyes. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I like lady C, but Momo is wrestling
1: rematches Sunday.
2: Oh, wow. They're working that girl.
1: They said, you know what? We gave you the weekend off. Now you have to wrestle three times.
2: <laughs> Crazy. I don't know why they're doing that. I, I I I don't know. Are some of those matches on Monday, maybe? Because isn't there a three- Oh,
1: yeah, match? yeah, Monday. But that's, like, a, still a lot of matches. Like, that's four oh, gosh, matches. Probably. Two of them are five-star matches. One of them is against Julia and Sherry. So, like, that's taxing yeah. as it is. Oh, my God. Poor Momo.
2: Yeah, poor Momo indeed. Um, with that, though, uh, we have to get on to re- the review because we have been talking about news for like 20 minutes. Um, so the first show to review was on August 28th. Uh, this is in Nagoya. This did a really good 543 fans. A pretty, pretty good number there for like a random five-star show. But uh, didn't have a lot going for it. Um, in the opener, Sam Nakano beat Lady C with the Violet shooting. This, I mean, this for as far as openers go, this was good. It wasn't like an amazing match or anything, but like for an opening match where you're just settling in, you've just, you know, pressed play. It's the first match you're watching. It's just a nice appetizer. I mean, Tam is very smart. She isn't working anywhere close to even half speed on these non-tournament matches. Um, So it was up to Lady C to really bring the fire, and I thought she did that pretty well. Um, So, yeah, I, I enjoyed this one for what it was.
1: Lady C has to be like the best opener wrestler now because she opens every show for them. So it's a it's actually a big role because you got to get the fans into it. And I think she does really good at that, especially, like you said, with Tam, who, you know, barely tries half the time. Um, I, don't, I like that she wins with the running knee. I think that's always uh, cool because a lot of people I've seen complain like how stardom wrestlers have like a bunch of finishers, but I think Mm -hmm. that's like my favorite part sometimes about stardom is like they're going to win with multiple moves. And I know Sherry wins with like 75 different moves, no matter the match, (laughs) but I don't know. It's just, there's something about it. Like, you know, as you level up, you will, you'll be able to kick out of, you know, the running knee for lady C. I don't know if lady C will ever get to kick out of, you know, anything. But someday, someday, I'd like to believe that. But for an Oprah, this was fine.
2: Definitely. Um. The next match was the first match of the My Sakurai Stardom Challenge. Uh, she got the world champion, Utami Haishishta, in this one. Uh, Utami won in about eight minutes with the torture rack, a uh, very sloppily applied torture rack that, you know, uh, barely looked like it hurt. But you know what? That's okay. Uh, Sakurai tapped out, and that was it. Um. You know, me and Dylan have established before, uh, Utami does not work down to people really well for whatever reason. Like, she just never plays into that dynamic of her being the world champion, taking on, you know, a a newcomer or whatever. So this was just kind of your normal Utami match, but I did feel like they gave her a lot in it, so it felt very one-sided towards her. Which is always good, which is kind of what you want. Like, Sakurai fighting from underneath is really her best strength is kind of the only thing she can do at the moment. So, you know, you might as well just have Utami dominate and that's kind of what they did here.
1: My Sakurai is definitely not great yet to say the least. Uh, She has less moves than Unagi did when she did her series. And I know she's wrestled a lot less matches, but that's saying a lot because Nagi Sayaka still doesn't have a lot of moves, but she has a lot more than Mai. Um I guess this is just like a personal gripe, but I hate that my Sakurai got a two count on Otami. Like, it's just such a random thing, but like, this is your world champion. Why is she almost getting a shock pin on you when she's, I don't want to say she stinks, but she's like, she has 20 matches to her name. I just, eh it bothered me i didn't i didn't love this but like you said this is the utami wrestling down style of i'm gonna give you 50 50 for some reason so i guess i'll just live
2: that's fair um the next match was uh the first gp action of the night uh this was in the red stars block uh natsupoi beat fukigan death uh this only went like four minutes um for what it was i thought it was fun um i really liked how they played into fukigan's established tropes uh like they had uh Natsupoi ready with a water gun to spray her to spray out the invisible cigar and then death was like okay well you should do the death running thing so i can kick you in the I face that. <laughs> yeah and poi was like I, I don't wanna you're gonna kick me in the face <laughs> and then she did it <laughs> anyway and she threw a strop and it, it was great um yeah quite entertaining for like a four minute match that was mostly roll-ups um
1: and comedy she did poi poi natsu poi and then and then continued to get hit it was it was amazing (laughs) i i love these two for like i know like some people don't love death um you know her character sometimes but i thought this match was a good change of pace from a lot of the five-star matches like we don't always have to be serious people this was a lot of fun um and they actually had, like, when they actually wrestled, it was in, it was entertaining. Um, I thought the roll-ups and the exchanges were really good. And I thought the finish on the reverse roll-up of uh, Fukujun for Poi was um, a good way to end the match. But, yeah, good uh, comedy, which is always nice on these shows.
2: Um, the next match was Blue Stars block action uh konami beat ruaka in about five minutes uh this never really did much for me i feel like they were just kind of biding time before konami put her away you know what i mean like they never made me feel like ruaka had a chance of winning or that she was gonna like get herself disqualified or cheat to win or anything like that it just felt like they were passing time before uh, konami would put her away with the triangle answer
1: i like konami a lot I'm willing to go on record and say she has not had a ve- like she has not had a good match in this tournament like her match with Sai was fine um, her match with unagi might be my favorite of the bunch which is saying a lot because that wasn't that great. I'm just thinking of the slap that she did at the beginning of the match like that's all I'm thinking about <laughs> yeah. uh, but I don't know Konami's just not clicking right now and it's sad because with Tor out she's in such a big spot in Oedo tie and I think you know Starlight Kids taking a lot of that shine, reasonably so, because no offense to Konami, but like Starlight Kids just on another level right now. Yeah. But it's just really sad because I think Konami can be such a serious player for them. And I think she will be eventually someday. But man, these matches are not hitting. Like Rock is solid against people. So it's not even like Mm -hmm. her fault. It's I think it's just like Konami's not connecting and that is what it is.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I get that. I think Konami has been placed, like, firmly in the mid-card of a lot of the shows, and she is just wrestling to that. Like, she isn't going out there and killing it because she's in the third match from the bottom, you know what I mean? Um, I think all of her big GP matches are still to come, and I feel like that's going to make her break her tournament. Like, I feel like if she doesn't perform against Suri or Utami or Tagumi or anything like that, then definitely I'd be a bit more worried. But for now, I just think that She's been in the mid card. She hasn't had a lot of focus. And she's probably just like, well, screw it. I'm not going to try that hard against like Raka. You know what I mean? No offense to Raka, but she's clearly going to finish bottom of the table. So why would you go out there and give like your full effort?
1: I think it's the Tam match that just really upset me the most because I thought that had a lot of potential because I thought she could have won that. Then when she Mm. lost, I was like, oh, maybe she just doesn't care, which is fine. Like I would get angry if I'm losing matches that you know maybe to push a title ma- oh, whatever I don't I don't care enough to I'm <laughs> gonna stop talking okay Um in the next match we had red
2: stars block action uh, starlight kid beat Mina Shirakawa in about 10 minutes I enjoyed this more than I thought I feel like kid is just very good at controlling a match and then when her and Mina were doing like forearm exchanges and stuff like that a lot of the forearms were just really really good um and it's one of those times where me, you know, when Mina hits, she hits really well. And uh, this is one of those matches, it's not like going to make your match of the tournament list or anything like that. But I just think for the show that we've had, um, and what my expectations were, it was just you know, pretty good.
1: I know a lot of people like the co main uh semi main event a lot, uh, mm. but to me, this was the second best match of the show. I thought. For some reason, Kid and Mina worked really well together. Like Mina was hitting on like everything, which was as someone that has never been a huge fan of Mina, I was a little shocked. But uh, I also said earlier how Starlight Kid seems to be hitting on every single level right now, and these two worked really well together. Uh, I like that Mina added the pin that I can't remember the name of. I know Dylan calls it something else, but I it's like the angel combustion something maybe uh so
2: she calls it the glamorous collection mina
1: okay and he calls it the angel twist ah yes the angel twist see dylan's not here so i'll call it the angel twist i like that she uses (laughs) that because i'm i'm just such a big fan of any time a wrestler just has like this easy out in a match um that's Mm -hmm. why i love saki's revival and i love azumi sushi like i think those two things are great so the fact that she has that has really added to her matches i feel in this tournament but this was really good um the finish was great and the crowd was really into it which i think made it a lot better
2: yeah no that's that's fair the crowd was definitely um enjoying themselves uh kate is just on on one (laughs) like she's she's joining siri and azami as like two people on this roster who just do not have a bad match um and this is further proof of that Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> um, the next match on this show was Blue Stars block action. Mika and Unaga Saka wrestled to a 20-minute time limit draw. I was told Oof. this was an excellent match. I was told by somebody now, in fairness, who works for Stardom that this was an excellent match. So they probably had to say that. They probably feel a need to say that. Um, And they lied to me because this was not good. Like... <laughs> <laughs> like i've seen unagi have good 20 minute matches her and siri for the swa belt i enjoyed it it wasn't amazing but it, i you know i enjoyed it um and this just had none of what made that good it just felt like two people biding their time knowing that they were going to a draw like it didn't really kick out into gear until like 13 minutes in um there were some really cool bits of the match which I think annoys me. Like Unagi booting the shit out of uh Micah and busting her open could have been really great. But then they just went straight back into, okay, let's pass time. Um and I just I hate that in, in matches. When I can f- you know, visibly tell that you were just padding things out for for time, um, instead of kicking the shit out of your opponent, I kinda just I check out and that's that was what this was to me. Um and it's a pity because Mika is really, really good, and I thought she might do good work with Unagi based on the. Uh, they had some good exchanges in that tag match. The the, block preview tag match at Corkin, and I really enjoyed them together. Um, but yeah, they just they made their own wrong decision here, having them go twenty, and they just couldn't do it.
1: The big boot was great. Um, otherwise, it was uh, it was a lot. It was just too much, like. Like you said, it it felt like a New Japan long match in a sense that we're just waiting around to get to a certain time limit of like 40. I know they're only going to 20, but if you're going to do a 20-minute draw, at the very least, just give me all action all the time. Uh, And the scariest part of this whole match was, to me, you know, Mike is just holding her neck every single thing she does. Um, And I know a lot of people have touched on that. Uh, whether it be Twitter or otherwise. But it's it's sad because she's having a hell of a tournament. I think she only has two matches left, actually. Um, but a 20-minute draw with Unagi is never something I ask for. It's never yeah. going to be something I ask for. And no offense to Micah. I think Micah has been on top of her game, but she can't necessarily carry Unagi to a great match in 20 minutes mm-hmm. If that makes sense I think she can have great matches that go 20 minutes We've seen that over the past You know 6-7 months Like she's done that repeatedly It's just uh, Unagi needs a Shiri To bring her that far And like it was a good It was a good comparison because I like that match With Sherry. I didn't love this I know a lot of people did um, But a lot of people also liked Unagi Versus Mina Shirakawa so that tells me a lot. Uh, I just let's let's not do this again. Let's not do a 20 minute draw for unagi, please.
2: Yes. And here's the thing, I understand the point of this. It's basically like when they did the uh, to at a draw in the GP last year. It, the the result is meant to make you see unagi really well you know you're meant to go wow unagi lasted 20 minutes with Mika, similar to how you're meant to say wow saya lasted 20 minutes with him and i understand that and i mean they've done that a few times with unagi this year where it's like wow she won or wow she like was resilient or anything like that like they're clearly building unagi up bit by bit but you know the matches are kind of letting her down so far because this felt like a Something that was meant to be a big moment for her that ended up just being like not very good to me anyway.
1: No, and I think a lot of people were just like focused on Micah in the end anyways, because like she you know, she's bloody and anytime a wrestler's bloody, it's just a cool visual. Um and she Unagi beat Tam. Like I don't need any more to be like, oh, she's on a higher level than certain people. Like I I don't know why. I just don't think I need to draw. Like you could have done a countout draw instead and saved me ten minutes of my time, but you didn't do that. And I will say that when I saw a twenty minute draw between Mikey and Nagi, I will say it was better than I expected because I did not expect it to be good. But it also wasn't good, if that makes yeah. sense. Like it, it was just kind of there. Like eh, I I could have seen that in ten minutes and been happy. Like if you just skipped through all the resting, it would have been better match overall.
2: Yeah, no, I I definitely uh, agree with you there. Um, but, like you know, I don't want to I don't want to be seen to be like ragging on Unagi for too long. So I'm filling in for
1: Dylan. I got to do the job. Got to <laughs> do the job. But the main event was awesome. So let's do that.
2: Yes, let's get straight into that. So in Red Stars' block action, uh, Mayu Iwatani beat Himeka, in Himeka's return match from injury uh, in about fifteen minutes. Uh, This was amazing. This is one of my favorite matches of the tournament. They just went in there and they played around with the dynamic between the two of them really, really well. Like Mayu, you know, was just beating on Himeka, who obviously has just come back and isn't fresh. And so Mayu was just like dominating for her for the first portion of the match. And Mayu, when she dominates, is amazing. Like, she is just so cocky. And now that she has, like, the kicks in her arsenal as well, she's just really, really good. And then Himeka was allowed to fire up and use her power to get back into the match. And once we head into into that finishing stretch, it was Himeka's power versus Mayu's agility. And, like, Mayu countering a lot of Himeka's big moves in really intelligent ways. And in the end, Mayu actually got a roll-up. It was like a jackknife pin. Um which is, like, an extra level of intricacy that you never usually see in a lot of these roll-ups. Um, but, I mean, just from start to finish, like, it was 15 minutes, and I didn't even notice those 15 minutes go by. It was just all killer, no filler. They really played around with the dynamic between the two of them well. Uh, their clash of styles was fantastic. And Mayu, like, Mayu is just having an amazing tournament. Like, she's just doing some of the best work of her career because she is just killing it on every level right now. And... Um, this is definitely going to be one of the matches that I remember from this tournament.
1: I had very high expectations for this based off of their Cinderella, like five minutes, which was ruined mm-hmm. by Oedo tie. And somehow they managed to deliver. And I was left thinking they could do even better when Jamaica you know, fully back. Like, if that makes sense, like if Jamaica's a month back, I think they have an even better match. Like I think yeah. they could go, you know, maybe 18 and just kick ass. But they kicked ass here, and that's all that matters. Uh, I thought Jamaica just uh, killed Mayu with the power bomb. The power bomb was mm. like the moment of the match where I was like, oh my god, she's dead. She's dead. But you know, that that's about every match with Mayu. Uh Mayu's psycho, she missed two moonsaults. And I I messaged you. I was like, I wouldn't take one moonsault and miss, let alone two, and she did that. Um, she's just, she's just the best. Like I can't say enough, like how great Mayu is. It just never ceases to impress me, and I like the way they finish this off. Just an awesome match. Like you said, one of the best of the tournament so far. And seeing that was Jamaica's first match. Not bad. Not bad. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Um. Like eventually, we're gonna get like a fully you know, a full-form Mayu and a full-form Himeka match, and it is going to kick ass, because um, they just work amazingly together. Um, but that is the end of the first show to review. Um, Scott, I know you listen. Um, do you have your top three answers of the tournament at this point in, in, in mind? Like, do you, do you keep track of that?
1: Uh, I sure do on a document, but do I have the document in front of me? Not a chance. But off the top of my head, Mayu Momo is first. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ma- Mayu and Julia is in the top three. I'm not sure where, maybe three or two. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't remember the other match. That being said, okay. if An you're gonna ask a question, if, yeah,
2: it, if, is Himeka versus Mayu in the top three?
1: If I could remember that third match, I would. it would be very close because I thought this was great. Um, if it's not top three, it's top five.
2: Okay, that's fair enough. Um, for me, as of a five or six or whatever this was, um, my top three was Mayu versus Julia in third, uh, Mayu versus Jamaica in second, and Mayu versus Momo in fourth, first. So, you know. Wow, uh, I praise yeah, when we were predicting the tournament MVP before uh, the tournament in, in the predictions episode, uh, we all went, oh, I mean, it's going to be it's Kumi or Shuri. And then Mayu was just like, excuse me? <laughs> like, I am the icon. Yeah. No stardom. I am the best. Um, And yeah, she's been having a fucking killer tournament so far.
1: It's going to be neck and neck between her and Sherry because Sherry hasn't wrestled in like forever. It feels like in mm-hmm. these tournament matches. And I love her first three I'm gonna say three Mm -hmm. um so it's gonna be neck and neck because I know Mayu doesn't have the I think she still has a match with death um her match with Saki could be really good it'll be very interesting it's gonna come down to the wire but man Mayu's killing it and I don't think any Mm -hmm. of us are complaining
2: no um and I mean Mayu still has a Koguma match to go and also the Starlight Kid rematch which I mean that's gonna be crazy so yeah that's gonna be fun um, after this uh, GP show, the blocks were as follows, um, the Red Stars block was Starlight Kid on top with 7 points, and Mum will have 2, and Himeka and Fukuyang Death round out the block with 0, um, Tam Nakano is 2nd with 6, Unaga Sayaka is 3rd with 5, Utami uh, Haishishita, Saya Kamatani, and Suri all have four. Konami has three points. Azumi has two points. And then it's Kimiroha and Raka uh, rounded out at zero. So that is the standings after the August 28th event. Um, the next show to review, and this aired live on YouTube. I believe it's still up on YouTube if you want to watch it. Um, this was on August 29th. Uh, this is at the Bell Shia Dome. Uh, they said 365 fans, so not as good a number as the night before, but a, a really strong number. Like, anywhere around 400 is, is never bad.
1: This uh, was the show, by the way. Like, there was oh, yeah. so much. There was just so much. Uh,
2: yeah, like, this was so so packed that Dylan and I had to record a special episode after it, which, like, never, ever happens uh, for a non-pay-per-view. Um, if you're wondering... The YouTube video for this uh, show has 180,000 views so far. Oh,
1: wow. Okay, that's a good sign.
2: Very much so. Um, but let's get into the review of this show, because I feel like um, the the first show that we reviewed was not a very good show. Uh, me and you were texting last night. We did not like it. But this show, this show fucking rolled. So let's get Ooh. into it. Yes. Uh, the opener of this show was Azumi versus Hanan. And you just knew straight away this was going to be great. And this was really, really good. They did so much good stuff. Like uh, Hanan really held her own here against Azumi. Like it would have been very easy for Azumi to eat her up. Because Azumi is, you know, very fast, very skilled wrestler. Um, And you have to be very good just to hang with her. And Hanan did that really well here. Um, They had a really good match. Very well paced. Um, A lot of really good technical stuff. A lot of good roll-ups just really really fun as far as openers go it's hard to get better this was just amazing
1: this is a future main event that's what this match <laughs> is like I think people who watch this and understand you know stardom see that um Hanon's so good for how young she is and we know Azumi Azumi you know she walks into a match and she has a great match That goes without saying but oh, this was just so much fun uh I I had missed it live because I just got off a plane and just got home, but I watched. I went back and watched it and it was just so good. It was so much fun. Um what's scary is they, they're both gonna keep getting better. That's the scariest part. Like they're already so good. And Hannon's definitely gonna get better. Azumi Azumi can get better in so many ways. I just I loved this match to kick off a show.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I know Dylan is very uh, hyper in his praise of both, but, I mean, they really deserve it, and they really, really showed it here. Um, Like, I had high hopes for this, but they surpassed it, you know, and I just, Hanan is going to be incredible. It's, uh, oh, my God. (laughs) Like, she's going to be
1: something else. Do you think she is the next ace? It's
2: impossible to tell, really. Yeah, because they yeah. have so many possible contenders, and that's without mm-hmm. them maybe signing anyone. Like you, you could have it be Kid, you could have it be Utami, you could have it be Saya, you could have it be Hanan. Like it could be any of them. Yeah, it's
1: crazy. That's a good thing though. That's a good problem there.
2: Definitely. No, Stardom is blessed with with talent. It's it's incredible um yeah the next match speaking of incredible talents uh this was the second my sakurai stardom challenge match uh this was my sakurai versus momo watanabe uh momo won in about eight and a half minutes with a chicken wing we were just um, about
1: to have a problem by the way <laughs> did you think you... i was gonna call my yeah problem? i was like what <laughs> 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 Oof, uh, I, was
2: should, I should have done so for the meme it would have been great
1: I was about to come through the computer, but I'll let you. I'll let you share your thoughts first.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, Momo is like incredible at this shit. You know what I mean? Like she just beats up idols, and it's great. And I, I thought she did that really well here. Um. She like Utami gave my a lot of room to like fire back and throw her really really good forearms. Um. And you know it was enjoyable. Like Momo is is a real ring general, and I think she showed that here by getting. A fairly passable match out of Sakurai, you know, who for her lack of experience really tries hard, and I I think you have to give that to to my Sakurai is that she's really trying and she does show a lot of fire, uh, in these matches, and she was more than game for Momo to just beat her up, so, you know, I, I enjoyed it.
1: Well, you know, she fights Julia this week, so it was nice knowing my. Oh, that dear. being said, uh, I like this more than the Utami match. I thought. Mm-hmm while she still gave like you know probably around the same amount of offense i think her her uh, momo's offense was a lot better than Utami's and i mean she didn't end the match with a terrible torture rack so that's good but you know it's Utami, so she can do whatever she wants It doesn't really matter to me um yeah the chicken wing this was fine this was uh if my Sakurai doesn't walk out of this series better, then I am going to be stunned because she is literally wrestling the top of the roster.
2: Yeah, I'd imagine like with their training um, as well, she'll she'll just improve naturally um, with whatever they do at that dojo of theirs. Um, I have no idea who even takes the training, but whoever they are, they definitely have helped a lot of people to improve. So um, I'm sure she'll get better just naturally, um, but definitely wrestling people like Momo and Itami, that uh, doesn't hurt either.
1: Yeah, go my Sakurai. Just kidding. I, don't know. I, I take that. <laughs> okay. I, I'm sorry I even said that. <laughs> oh, my
2: God. You and Dylan are just like, we hate those fucking idols. We fucking I, don't, I don't
1: hate the rest of the Cosmic Angels. I don't really hate my Sakurai either. She's just not good.
2: That's fair. Yeah, and Unagi yeah, didn't
1: have a great match this weekend, so like, that's not my fault. Well, actually, I liked her match with Reina. Oh, yeah, better. Well. we'll
2: get on to that. Don't worry. Um, so the next match was some red stars block action. Uh, Fukigen death beat Himeka in about four minutes by, by roll up. Um, very surprising result. Like, this is Fukigen's first win of the tournament, and she's been on almost every show. Um, so you know, it, I'm just surprised. It, it was a whatever match, you know what I mean? Like, a match going five minutes with, with death is never going to be like amazing. Um, but yeah surprising result really is the only takeaway there because I thought Himeka was gonna have an easy
1: win. I know Dylan made sure to sneak in his anger at the end of last episode about this. So that's oh, yeah. funny. <laughs> uh I don't I I don't I don't really get it, but I guess Himeka maybe wins every match except for against Julia the rest of the way, if I think about it. Yeah, she could beat Momo. I don't know. Um Jamaica's not winning this tournament, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um she was a finalist last year though, and she's starting off 0 2. So I think that's a little interesting uh situation there. Um but yeah, Death getting the win, very shocking because I didn't know mm-hmm. if she was ever gonna win, let alone against Jamaica, but well it's not a big deal. It's really not a big deal.
2: Yeah, no, it's it's whatever. As I say all the time, Fukian can roll up anyone and it doesn't really make a difference. Um yeah, the next match was the Future of Stardom Championship match. Uh, this was Unagi Saka defending against Rina. Um, Unagi successfully retained in about 10 minutes. Um, Rina had new entrance music. Uh, what did you think of Rina's new theme? Because I thought it was pretty good.
1: I enjoyed it. Uh, you know, Stardom can be hit or miss with their entrance themes. Mm-hmm. But hers and Starlight Kid's last new music. Yeah. Yeah, like those two are hits. So that's a win. Uh, I love Starlight Kid's music, to be fair, which I was going to yeah, get Kids to later. Great. But, yeah, good for Rina. Um, getting new music is always a good sign, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Like, getting new music, that means you're rising up the ranks, and Rena's really good already, like, you know, like her sister. So, this, I thought this match was... Uh, I enjoyed this more than Micah and Unagi.
2: Oh, yeah. 100%. Uh, Rena. I, I I feel like I can safely say this. Rena had a better match with Unagi than Utami did, because... <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> so I did true. not like that atomic match, but I mean, Rena. Like, listen, whatever about this match, like, whatever. There's not much we can add to it. Rena gets it. Like, this match drove that home. Rena at fourteen is a better prospect than a lot of wrestlers I've seen. Like, she just has everything. You know what I mean? Like, even during the the beginning process of the match, like, even just during the introductions, like, she was just there was a confidence there and a charisma that you just can't teach. And I mean, when she's wrestling, she's a really, really good wrestler. Like, she was better than Inunagi here. Um, and I don't think that's beyond any doubt. Like, if, she's, if she isn't a future red belt champion, I have no idea what the fuck Stardom is doing. Like, she just gets every bit of wrestling. Like, she's, she is a prospect
1: and a half. So she can fight for the future belt till she's 18, right? Uh,
2: 20, I think.
1: 20 oh she's gonna have the longest reign Ever with that thing that that's like <laughs> I can confidently say that Um She's so good And the fact that she out wrestles Unagi is not a shot At Unagi I feel well it kind, of, eh, kind of is eh. No <laughs> No it's not a shot at Unagi Uh She's just really good and I, all three Sisters are good and I find it interesting That she didn't go back To school like Hina did <laughs> If that makes sense, or she didn't stop. <laughs> yes. she didn't stop to study like Hina mm-hmm. did, which tells me that this is this is it for Rena. Like this is what she cares about the most. And like I'm not saying Hina made a bad decision by going back to school. That is not what I'm saying. But it's very interesting. I think Rena's really caring about her craft so early, which only means like when she gets you know to the age where she starts wrestling for the top titles, whew, she is going to be very good.
2: Yeah, she's she's gonna be excellent. I mean, by the time she's like twenty, she's gonna have a decade of experience. Like, it's gonna be insane. Um, and I mean, if if you watch this match, I think that's just very obvious that not only is she a good wrestler, but she gets everything
1: else. Oh, I forgot the yeah. best part. Oh yes? when when she kicked out at one of the uh, skull crushing finale, which is the Mrs. Yeah. Finisher. Um, I know Jeff. I think Jeff Jarrett does it yeah. too. Um, uh, but I don't. I, i don't whatever either way hilarious because I was like oh she doesn't care about other companies good for her even though i don't know why she would but it was just very funny and unagi was like what one <laughs> it was great
2: yeah, Rena was like fuck jeff jarrett fuck the mains i am the new uh, it factor of professional wrestling <laughs> it's my world bitches
1: i like that idea for her the it factor hmm interesting was that was that the miz or did i rob bobby roots then? that is no that is that is the miss that is correct oh, good job okay robert Root. yeah i don't know what he ever done so all right I'm let's on. stop talking about him
2: <laughs> I don't want to put ourselves to sleep um yeah so the next match was mayu utani versus lady c uh mayu beat lady c in nine minutes um I had a lot of praise for Lady C after this one. I thought she looked really, really good. Like, even just really small things, like how she was running the ropes and how she was doing her big boots. Like, I just thought she looked ready. You know what I mean? Like, she finally seems like she has grasped pro wrestling um, and is also confident. And just everything about her here was really, really good. And I think if Stardom wants to pull the trigger on giving her some semblance of a push soon... Uh, she, she's more than capable of, of fulfilling it. I think. Um, obviously it helps to be in there with Mayu Atani. I mean, Mayu is just effortlessly, really fun to watch. Um, and even though she messed up a couple of moves here, like it, it was fine because Mayu could just play that shit off. Um, and yeah, I mean, Lady C worked hard and showed out showed a lot, but Mayu just beat beat her in the end. But it was a good match. I thought it was definitely better than people probably would have expected when they first saw it on the lineup.
1: I feel bad for Lady C because I personally completely forgot this match happened because of the post match. Like I very much forgot who Mayu even wrestled when like <laughs> this was happening cuz uh, as everyone knows by now, Hazuki, you know, showed up just be like, "Hey, what's up?" And from what I remember, I agree. It was a very good match. Uh Lady C, like you said, she could get pushed tomorrow and I mean she she's at the dome. I what are you talking about? She's already getting pushed. She got put in the one of the biggest matches Stardom um, has because, you know, New Japan fans are watching it, which I guess probably matters a lot. Um, yeah, this was fine.
2: Yeah. Um, so, yeah, after the match, as you said, Hazuki came back um, to Stardom, which is still an, an incredible thing to even try and comprehend all these days later. Like, I'm still in shock that Hazuki is back. Um you know, me and Dylan went kind of in detail on it on uh, the breaking news special that we did, kind of our thoughts on where she might slot in, on what she had to say. Um, But essentially, if you don't know, she was kind of like, you know, stardom born and bred talent has really let the ball drop since I've left and the outsiders have taken over. Um, so I'm here. And that's an interesting uh, strand to follow, I think, you know, she probably won't be in the ring anytime soon. I know there was an interview where she said that she isn't really in ring condition yet, so we might not see her for a little bit. I think my estimation will be that she debuts either at Ota Ward uh, during the GP finals or she uh, redebuts at Osaka Joe Hall. Um I think one of those is her first match back. So you know, it's definitely interesting to see where Hizuki slots in, because um, I don't see her just, like, doing small tour shows as the GPNs. I think they're definitely going to wait for her to have a big match on uh, one of the big pay-per-views, more more than anything. Um, But we'll have to wait and see. And, yeah, it's it's just cool to have her back. But, again, uh, Dylan and I went into a lot more detail on that a few days ago, so listen to that if you want to hear, like, our full thoughts. Um. I'm sure you, Scott, are very happy that Hazuki is back. I mean, you weren't a fan last time she was here, so now you get to like experience Hazuki in in the flesh.
1: No, but I will say, you gave me like the long list of matches to watch in Stardom (laughs) history, and I loved, loved Hazuki. And then Mm -hmm. you told me about halfway through that she left and she hated Stardom, and that just broke me inside. So, like, I'm very happy, to say the least, because she's awesome, and her and Julie are going to kill each other. I that's like oh, yeah. the one match that I can't stop thinking about. Like, these two are going to kill each other because uh, you guys brought it up how like Hazuki did not want to fight Julia last time, and Julia's already hyping up like, yeah, you left, you suck. Like, this is, it's gonna be great. Um, if if it's Hazuki versus Mayu first and then Hazuki pretty much just taking on all of DDM, then sign me up. But that could be a red belt match, like without a doubt, Hazuki. Hiz- julia and i wonder how much Suzuki's return changes plans i hope they do change them aka you know rossi pushes her to the moon in a sense because she should be at the top of the card instantly and i feel like she doesn't come back unless she has a guarantee like that so i'm very happy it's gonna be great i'll stop talking because you guys already did an entire episode on that enough um the next match
2: in the gp was blue stars block action it was takumi aroha versus Micah. uh takumi aroha won in about 14 minutes uh with the running 3 oh boy takumi was on her game to today um she pretty much just beat up Micah, like it was very one sided i thought like mika got a few brief moments she got to hit the enka otoshi but it never really felt like she was going to beat takumi um, and I think they really established Kumi as a big player with this match. Like, you know, to so easily beat Micah, who is the block leader, uh, definitely makes her a big threat in the tournament. Um, and, you know, after seeing most of Takumi's matches since her return, uh, being either knee work or comedy, it was nice to just see her get in there and just kick the shit out of somebody. And I loved the comedy. Don't get me wrong. Takumi uh, versus Hibiscus Me versus Yuki Miyazaki is the best match I've ever seen. It's funny <laughs> as fuck. Uh, hibiscus serenades takumi at one point because her and yuka both want to get with takumi it is amazing um but i still just enjoy seeing takumi kick the shit out of people so i really really liked this match with micah um it wasn't like amazing like i going into the tournament i actually thought this would be like one of the best matches of the tournament it didn't deliver to that level but they still had a really fun match if you know what i
1: mean i think it's worth taking into account that micah's just broken like she's yes. just broken down. Like as, asking her to do what she did in the first two matches against Otami and Shuri is a lot right now. You can just tell for her body. That being said, I thought this was great. I enjoyed it. Uh, Takumi somehow has not missed a step despite a brutal knee injury. Um, and I, I think it was smart of them to give her a month of some action mm-hmm. before stepping in, but, man, she she looks like she's not going to get stopped. Like, that's how good she looked in this. Um, they they put her over big, which is always nice. Um, I don't know what she calls her razor's edge. I just call it the razor's edge because everyone does. Um, the running three. Or the running three. Uh, she absolutely just destroyed poor Micah with it. She, she hummed her across the ring. And I was like, oh, oh, poor, oh man. She already has neck problems. That was not helpful. Um, She just was on point. Uh, Like you said, it wasn't like one of the best matches of the tournament, but I still really loved it. Um, And to think this is just the beginning for Takumi in this tournament is very exciting. We still got eight matches.
2: Mm, It's going to be amazing. Takumi wrestler of the year. She has it on lock. Um, Speaking of wrestler of the year, though, uh, the main event of the show was a high-speed championship match. Uh, Natsapoi went in as the champion. She defended against Starlight Kid. Uh, Kid walked out as the new high-speed champion. Uh, Starlight Kid added to her amazing collection of matches this year. I thought this was a fantastic. Like, at first, I remember me and Dylan were like, oh, this is, this is not a high-speed match. They are not wrestling at high-speed. They are just doing a normal match. Um... And that didn't matter because they just beat each other up, man. They just escalated and escalated and escalated. And it was very athletic, very hard-hitting, very high intensity. Just amazing. Like, the the stuff they were pulling out to try and beat each other towards the end was, was fantastic. And it's just one of those matches where you just have to sit back and enjoy it because it was so flawless in its execution. Like, not only were they working at such a pace, but they were, you know, pulling off all these crazy moves with little or no you know error really and i, I just i thought it was fantastic um and i mean that's star like that's what star like it has been like for a while i mean she's been amazing all year um and she got a big high profile title match to really show that here and same goes for natsapoi because she's been one of the best wrestlers in stardom all year too um and she really showed out here i don't know if you like this as much as me and dylan did um I don't even know if Dylan liked this as much as I did, but I thought this was a great match. Like, this was just fantastic.
1: I adored this match. And I need to kick it off with Starlight Kid's new entrance gear is amazing. She had a Liger-like mask, a cape. I need more capes in wrestling, I've decided. Mm -hmm. Um, And she was just, like, there's star power, and then there's whatever this was, because she just felt bigger than everyone on the show at one point like if you were watching this for the first time ever this is the best way to look at it and you saw starlight kid walk out like that you'd be like oh she has to be the star of this Mm -hmm. like uh, she has to be the star of stardom and every single layer she adds to this oedo tie heelish character is just better and better like when she does the mask thing um after matches she didn't do it here but when she puts the mask on her fallen opponent I love that um she is on a different level right now and she, I don't I don't know how you can't at least consider her as one of the best in stardom all year like and especially since she's made the turn this match I'm I'm in agreement with you I thought it was great um it felt like the culmination of a month-long feud like that's how intense this was that's how great these two put together a match and i've you know sung the praise of the poi on every single outlet i possibly can because i think she's been one of the most consistent in stardom this year but my goodness this was great and kid finally winning the high speed belt was a perfect moment to conclude what was a massive show for stardom
2: yeah and that's for a number of reasons i mean i know dylan and i talked about it in the preview but you know starlight kid for a long time failed a numerous times to win the high speed belt while she was in stars that kind of became her thing almost of like she's challenging again like haven't you lost like six times and then the impetus for her to stay with the weight of tie was I want to surpass Mayu. I want to surpass what I could do in stars. I want to be, you know, side by side with Mayu. Um, and so having her win the high-speed championship on her first time attempting it with a way to tie shows her progress in a really easy and simple way. You know what I mean? It's it's a really nice storyline to to have paid attention to because it's like, okay, like the heel turn makes sense. Like she won the high-speed belt, the belt that she's been chasing all this time as a good guy and now that she's embraced this darkness she's won it you know it's a very simple thing but it's one of those things that you're kind of like well it's i'm glad that they paid it off number one um but number two it's like how far can she go now because you know i've i've said it a while back but uh i was kind of of the opinion that starlight kid was just a singles title run away from being seen as one of the best in stardom because she had been having great performances for so long Um, and now that she has the high speed belt I feel like she can elevate herself on the title a lot by having a really really good reign I think she's going to show a lot of people how good she is um, during this reign and I think it's going to do a lot for her Because at the end of the day, if you're not going to win every match you're in, then you might as well have the best match of the show. That's the best way to, you know, elevate yourself is if, you know, if they're not going to push you really hard, you just have to steal the show, really. And I think Kid is about to do that.
1: I think they, you know, when Tora got hurt, I think that hurt certain plans they probably had with this group. Not Mm -hmm. that Kid wasn't going to win this belt. I think that was one of the... You know, first things they're going to do, but I think they've been able to make her story in Oedotai still work without Tora, which is very interesting. Um, I think that's a credit to her, most of all, because she's, you know, I, I've i heard you guys talk about it. You and me have talked about it. When she first joined Oedotai, I wasn't sure, and... She was, you know, she was having a tough time fully showing her new emotions because, you know, you have the mask and whatnot. But she has conquered it. Just Mm -hmm. a couple months later, like I can feel her emotions. I can see what she's trying to do, and I think that's the beauty of this turn. She has figured it out, and I think a lot of people are seeing that. If she won the red belt, white belt, whatever, I wouldn't question it. You know, down the line because. She's
2: there. She is that good. No, 100%. Like, um, she has fully come into her own in this heel turn. Like, all the stuff she did after the match was perfect. You know what I mean? Like, kneeling on Poi's neck, you know, shoving the belt in her face while she was holding on to her. Just all that sort of stuff. It's just the confidence is there, you know, that wasn't there before.
1: Oh, absolutely. And, it's crazy to think that breaking up the MK sisters was the best for maybe both of them. Because, you know, Mayu's able to go her own way now. And she's been on fire since really that Oedo-tai, um story ended. And Starlight Kid, as we've been saying, has been unbelievably good. So it's been just great overall. And that's one of the things I can openly admit I was wrong about when she, like the initial reaction of kid Mm -hmm. leaving stars was like, are you kidding me now? It's like, Oh, that was the best idea possible.
2: Yeah, no, it's definitely one where uh, I too have to eat a lot of crow because I, I didn't think it would work. I thought it was going to be a net negative for her and, and for stardom. And she's just been one of the best things about them since the turn. um, you know i think she's gonna have a really really good end of the gp given that she has that rematch with mayu coming and i think it's gonna be a really interesting match and it could be a very big match for her um so you know it's definitely been a really good couple of months for for kane and the heel turn worked you know what can i say um i didn't think it would but they, they've proved me wrong um i think it's safe to say that uh the second show was so much better than the first one like the August twenty ninth show was just fantastic.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's if even if you take the announcements out, I think it was better in a lot of ways. Oh yeah, I think mm-hmm. like I know like the Hazuki stuff and the Osaka Joe Hall and even the New Japan um, show. Like those those were all big and that got a lot of people excited. But these last two matches alone absolutely destroyed that other show to me. Despite mm-hmm. Umahime and Mayu being great like that's just what i feel no it's fair
2: um but now we have to preview three different shows um,
1: three so,
2: yeah there's there's a show on uh saturday sunday and there's a corking on monday
1: i thought sunday got canceled
2: oh it did oh yeah okay that's that's good okay yeah <laughs> two, two shows all right Alright, so our first show to preview is on September 4th. Uh, this is at the Tokyo Bell Sal Shinjuku Grand. Um, I didn't actually look into it. Uh, I don't know if there's ever been any wrestling at this event, or at this venue. So let me just check that now. Um, which is great, because they will just be like dead air straight away.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting uh, place to be, seeing that. They have their biggest match of the tournament on the show.
2: Yeah, they just straight up loaded the card for this one. And then we're like, yeah, it's in the middle of like nowhere. Well, probably not the middle of nowhere. It's in Tokyo. But, you know, it's it's like we've never run here before. There has never been wrestling here
1: before. Um, like this is a Korkin card. Yeah. Presumably
2: like this is a big enough venue. But I also like don't know that for sure, you know. And the last time I thought that, uh, they had like three hundred people
1: at the at the show. So, <laughs> hmm. this should be interesting, to say the least. It's in Tokyo though, so that could be helpful. Definitely. Um.
2: Okay, so it says here that. There are three different parts to this. So I don't know which part Stardom is running, but like the whole hall is between 744 and 1,400 people. Um, presumably, that's like non COVID restrictions. So slash that in half, which would still be a pretty good number if they fill it. Um, hall A is between 360 and 779 people. And then hall B is three hundred and four to six hundred and thirty. So you could be looking at like just three or four hundred or even less, uh, unless they have the whole hall booked out, in which case you could see a pretty big
1: number. That's good though. I mean Hmm. I'm starting to understand why they probably booked this match. You're trying you're definitely trying to get a big number. Yeah yeah it makes sense um yeah so this
2: show, as you say it has some of the bigger uh matches stardom has at the moment, uh but we'll get to those later first uh we'll just like really just uh jam through this undercard so the opener, the presumed opener is hanan versus fuki Gdef, uh, the next match is mayu Iwitani versus arena, uh, which uh should be pretty good uh the next match is unageseaka versus Natsupoi and that's followed up by Mai Sakurai versus Julia in the third uh match of Mai Sakurai's Stardom Challenge. After that we get into 5 Star Grand Prix action. Uh we have a Red Stars block match. Himika takes on Mina Shirakawa. Uh I hope, I pray this is Himika's first win of the tournament. Uh, I feel like she should be beating Mina Shirakawa.
1: Yeah, this this will be first win if she doesn't win here then there's something seriously going wrong i don't know i don't know who she pissed off and what she did but if she loses three straight i'll be rattled yeah Yeah. definitely a win for Jamaica. fingers crossed uh the next match is blue
2: stars block action it is takumi aroha of marvelous taking on konami um, this is a pretty interesting match. I mean, we said earlier that like Konami hasn't been on her game in this GP, but you would imagine she'd be up for a match with Takumi Roha. Um, if they just like base this around their strikes, then we're in for a good time because obviously these are two elite tier strikers, uh, especially when it comes to the kicks. Um, so you know, high hopes for this one. I assume Takumi wins. I think Takumi has some losses in the pipeline that I can see. Um, and Konami is not one of them. I don't think Konami is the kind of wrestler who is going to beat Takumi in this tournament.
1: This can be really good. That's, yeah. Like, that was my whole point earlier about Konami. It's like, she is really good. It's just a matter of, does she want to go all out? And I feel like, I don't know why, but I feel everyone on that uh, in the blue stars block is going to want to go all out with takumi Mm -hmm. just because you know first of all she's everyone looks at takumi at like this high regard so you definitely want to impress and their styles are very interesting mix which makes this really intriguing i'm hopeful this is good it won't be better than the main event but it can be uh could be one of the one of those uh dark horse type matches of the tournament if uh all goes right but i'm definitely picking Takumi to win
2: yeah i i would agree with that um you know i've just realized i don't think i actually ran down the blocks for or yeah the the blocks for like
3: oh uh, yeah the updated
2: ones oh uh, yeah yeah you could do that <laughs> uh, yeah um Stardom hasn't posted them, which, which makes it difficult. <laughs> That's why I didn't do it, because I, I just thought of there after the uh, August 29th show, we just, like, didn't speak about it. So, um, let's just see what the standings are at the moment. This song is all going to be in Japanese, isn't it? I'm not going to be able to read this. <laughs>
1: I I think I haven't updated one enough. If that, if you want me to just go through it real quick.
2: Um, oh wait, no, they have um they have the translated names. Oh good, um, good. Yeah, so going into the uh Tokyo Bell Shinjuku Grand Event, um Starlight Kid leads the red block. Mayu is slots in behind her at six points. You have. Natsupoy on five to be honest though that doesn't really matter too much because there's not a lot of red block action on this show I think the main ones are that Utami has four points going into this um Saya has four Siri has four Takumi has zero and or no Takumi has two and Konami has uh four yeah, this is intriguing. I probably butchered it, but anyway. <laughs> so Takumi will win this one, and she'd go level on points then with Konami, um, at four.
1: Yes, and be two and zero. Oh.
2: Yes, indeed, as she should be. And um, the presumed main event of this show is Utami Haishishta versus Siri. The and idea of this in...
1: doesn't main event makes me very much laugh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I mean, you know, cards subject to change and whatnot, you know. could 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 happen. Um, It's interesting that they go into this on the exact same points total. Like, I think that's going to be a really interesting one. Like, I think whoever wins this match probably finishes higher in the block. And currently, I'm leading towards Siri. I think they've... I don't know if they planned this out or if they've just fallen into it, but, you know, Siri... Well, Utami basically cannot beat Shuri. Like, that's their whole thing. Uh, They went to a 20-minute draw in the GP last year on the final day. Uh, Shuri won their match in the Cinderella tournament. And then, of course, they had the double KO five-and-a-half-star match. So, you know, they've fallen into this great story of Utami not being able to beat Shuri, And I think uh, giving that away on a random GP show doesn't really sit well with me especially because if utami beats Siri, then that's every roadblock that she she's overcome already because she's already beaten pretty much everybody or it, like hasn't faced them yet you know there's no real a roadblock for her to to overcome if she also beats Siri here so i feel like the sensible
1: option is for Siri to win i've been pretty set i'm with you that uh it's either Sherry or Takumi that win this block, um, which comes down to the last day. And I like how you made the point that Utami winning on such a nothing show, in a sense that you know it's not live, it's not pay per view, it's not for a title match. That would be that would be upsetting because Utami should get that win, or maybe never get that win. Who knows? Um, on a big show. Uh, <laughs> Uh, My only wonder is, would they be willing to do the draw again? I don't think so.
2: I don't know. I feel like that's a bit of a cop-out going to
1: a third draw. Yeah, it would be a bold move because I think a lot of... Technically a fourth. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, technically a fourth. I think a lot of eyes will be on this match. Um, I Mm -hmm. know, again... It's a shame they couldn't get this one live because I imagine that would have done a really good number for them. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I think Sherry wins um, probably in like the last minute or so. Like they'll do it very close. Kind of like Micah did. Um, and I think Sherry should win. Uh, mm-hmm. She has been to me the best in all of stardom this year. Like I feel like every match she has she delivers, and getting that win over Utami is something I think she's earned, like just from her work this year, and if that sets up a, another match between the two, great, if not, whatever, but i I would be shocked if Sherry doesn't go to the finals,, mm-hmm. and I think she needs this win to do that,
2: yeah, she definitely doesn't have a lot of. Easy points to pick up, so I would definitely have her win here. Um, I feel like I'm cautious about this match because the expectation is going to be there for them to try and have one of those condensed epics, and I just don't think that's going to work. You know, I don't think you can fit their vibe into an 18-minute match if they're going to try and recreate the, the 43-minute spe- spectacle. What I hope they do is... Just, you know, basically pick it up from where the bell rang for the second time in the Mm. 43-minute draw and just go for it. Because yeah, the that should be their mindset anyway. It's like, okay, well, I've never been able to put her away normally in this time frame, so I have to go or else we're going to go to a draw again. Like, I feel like their mentality should be that we have to sprint and we have to win right now, otherwise I'm going to drop points. You know what I mean? I and I feel like that's the best way to go
1: about this. I think it could be a little reminiscent of um, Omega and Okada when they had their G1 match. Cause that was more of a sprint than their, you know, year long matches that they mm-hmm. like to have. And I'm not saying like, it's the same thing, but that was a lot more of a sprint than any of their other matches. So I'm definitely with you. Um, if they you know, start off and they're not doing any, I mean, they might do like um, some little grappling or whatnot, but I think with like you said, they should just you know, if they started the match off with forearms to the skull of each other, that would be awesome. Just going at it hundred percent. And I don't think this match needs to go to the wi- down to the wire. I think if you give them fifteen minutes to just kill each other, that will deliver far more than trying to squeeze an epic into twenty minutes,
2: yeah, I, I would agree, and I think that's probably the best way to go to keep things fresh as well, because if you keep going back to the slow start building up epically, you're just going to run it into the ground soon. I mean, they've already wrestled th- three times, you know, and it's like, okay, we've seen a lot of what they can do already. Let's build on that, you know mm-hmm. um. I don't know. I definitely am interested in seeing how it turns out, and it is a disappointment that they couldn't have this as a live show, because there's a lot of outside interest in it. You know, people who don't normally watch Stardom are obviously posting about it, and, you know, whether Joshi fans or Stardom fans like it or not, this is, like, the match. These two are the two that Outsiders know now. Um, And they, they have to deliver because, you know, the expectations are on their shoulders, you know? So, hopefully... That works out. I don't really know if it does. I don't know if they can condense themselves into a 20-minute time frame, but uh, fingers crossed if anybody can do it, it's Siri. I mean, she's she's the best, you know? Um,
1: It's interesting because they have both been able to condense great matches. So Mm -hmm. being able to do it together is the real question. So It's going to be something. I have all the confidence that they have a great match. But will it live up to the expectations, is the scary part.
2: Yeah, I feel like if if they don't, like, people outside the bubble are probably like, oh, this can be another five-star match. And then if Dave comes along and rates it at, like, four and a quarter, they're going to be like, oh, all right then, you know? Like, there there is that pressure from people outside of the bubble for this to be a highly rated match. So there's definitely a lot of pressure there um, mm-hmm. to deliver.
1: It's scary. It's scary. Yeah,
2: definitely. Um, if anybody can do it, though, it is them too. And I think the the main thing is that Siri has to win. I think that just makes the most sense long term. Uh, is is Siri winning?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it's uh, agreeable. It's I'm I'm scared though. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't blame you.
2: Um, we got through that a lot quicker than I thought because there wasn't really a lot of matches but um i know this Cork and show is like loaded um so this is on september 6th um i see dates written so many different ways now i have i am beyond <laughs> comprehending them i was like yep. okay th- the year is at the end then the month then the day and i was like that's just like i don't know man <laughs> um but yeah so september 6th uh, stardoms at cork and hall um this this was always planned yeah this isn't the one that i was thinking of um this is like all big matches. Like I, I'm not even kidding. The only non-tournament match is my Sakurai versus Micah in the uh fourth match of Sakurai's uh trial series. Note on the tickets is that all of the tickets are available. Um, none of are like sold out, none are showing up as like um almost sold out or anything like that. It seems like there's plenty of tickets available for this show. It is on a Monday, which probably hurts them as far as like getting people to actually go. And it's at half five. Uh, so, well, no, it starts at half six. So I guess people could go from work to, to the show, but Monday's definitely seem like a great day to run Corkin. Um, yeah. It's just interesting there to keep an eye on how they draw here.
1: Should be good. Oh, okay. I'll let you go.
2: Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, as I said, the non-tournament match is My Sakurai versus Micah. Uh After that, we get straight into uh, the block action. We have Red Stars block. It is Julia versus Mina Shirakawa. I feel like Mina has picked up a few defeats and needs a good result. I don't know if Julia is the one that you have take that loss to her. But I feel like there's a big Mina Shirakawa upset coming. And I don't know who it's going to be against.
1: I don't... Hmm, I don't know if Julia can lose again. And if she can... I feel like it has to be, like, Tehameika or Natsu Because...
2: Yeah, you've got that DDM story. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I understand. I can see that. Um, Let's see. What's Julia on? Julia's on four points. So, yeah, another loss would really take her out because, I mean, Kid is on seven. So, I mean. Yeah. In. Yeah.
1: She's yeah. got to win here. She's definitely got to win here. I think they could have an interesting match. I'm not going to say good, but I'm going to say interesting.
2: Yeah. I mean, you've kind of got the, you know, pre existing dislike between Julia and the Cosmic Angels to play off of. I don't know if they're going to play off it, but I hope so. You know, a guy, a guy can dream. Sure. Um, <laughs> I suppose Julia wins. Um, I did originally have her predicted to win because she does need to stay around that top of the
1: block for me. Yeah, uh, she's going to get winning, like, right now for, like, a okay. couple.
2: That That's fair. Um, next match is also Red Stars block action. It's Momo Watanabe versus Saki Kashima. Um... I feel like Momo has to win both her matches here. She has two points um if she's going to be in contention come the end of the block. Uh she kind of has to start picking it up now. Similar to Julia. Um but yeah, I think I think Momo wins this match with Saki. Um and I also think she beats Fuki again.
1: It depends on what goes first for me. I don't know why. I think if she- if she faces Death first, I could see Saki mm. revivaling her but i don't okay. but I, if she faces saki first i see her winning both hmm. i'm i'll pick momo to win because i'm with you like she needs to start getting uh some points because i think we're both in agreement that it'll probably come down to her and julia that last day mm-hmm. uh so yeah she'll go she'll at least win the whatever the first matches so i'll say she'll win this one all
2: right yeah that's um yeah. I don't think they have the card order decided, but I, I definitely get what you mean. Like if she faces Saki first, then she'll beat her and lose to Fuki again, and vice versa. Um, which I guess makes sense because uh, looking at it, Momo does only have two points, but she's also only wrestled twice so far. So I guess she does right. have room to make up that ground. Because I mean, Mayu has six, and she's already wrestled four matches, and uh, Kate has wrestled five. So I guess there is time for for Momo to catch up. So. Yeah, I could. I guess I could see her taking uh, a one defeat here at least.
1: Yeah, because she could lose here, then maybe lose one more before the final day. If Julia mm-hmm. loses three, because I think Julia probably does lose to a Jamaica or not. to yeah. I think I the big know, issue like, is getting great.
2: Kid and Mayu out of the way
1: for them. You know. Yeah. Well, what does Mayu get one uh, one loss? Yes, he wins on mm-hmm. one defeat. Interesting. Who the hell is she gonna lose yeah. to? <laughs> kid. Kid and Hame- yeah. and not Jamaica. She could get rolled up by Saw. just Kid. Oh. Well that'd be only two losses. Yeah. I mean and Julia's yeah. already at two. I don't know. This is messy. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um
2: Yeah, it's tournament math is uh it's Dylan's uh wrong point mainly to be honest but uh yeah.
1: well Anyways. i'm not dylan so that's <laughs> tough yeah unfortunately
2: uh because that sounded bad <laughs> ouch uh, it's fine i'll get over it <laughs> uh, I, I love you scott don't worry
1: um did anyway. we even predict the match what were we doing how did we get there oh never mind i'll just let you go
2: i was i was saying that you made a great point because like momo does have time to make up of course
1: I lose. made a great point. Of course I did. Sure, I'll believe you. Alright, continue. <laughs> okay. Um, The
2: next match is a Blue Stars block match. It is Saya Kamatani versus Roraka. i um, kind of interested in this one because I feel like it'll be a good match, but also who wins? Because Saya has four points. She's kind of sniffing around at the top of the block. Um... But, like if 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 Utami loses to Suri and Saya wins here, then Saya's like ahead of of Utami in, in in the standings. Part of me thinks that we could see a surprise and Raka somehow gets the win here over Saya. Like I feel like Saya is not going to be in contention really to to win the block come the end of the of the tournament, but I don't really know.
1: So, listen, Saya is an anomaly. Like, she is the most difficult person to predict for in almost any situation because you know they love her, and a lot of people love her. I'm not saying I like she's one of the she has continuously great matches, so I'm not saying like she shouldn't win anything, but I have no idea how to predict any of her matches because she's losing ones that I think she might win, she's winning yeah. ones that I think she might lose. I'm just gonna be safe and say Saya beat Ruaka, but. Ooh, I, I could see where you're coming from. I could... Mm. Yeah, I'm... I, I don't think Ruaka gets any points. No? Mm, eh. I don't know. Maybe she'd be too naggy.
2: Oh, possibly, yeah. Uh, setting up a future Stardom title match. That would yeah. be pretty chill. Hmm. Look, Scott, you are a genius, my man. Um
1: <laughs> never <laughs> been called that before.
2: Well, you, it should happen more often. Um... Anyway, the next match is another Blue Stars block match. It is Tam Nakano versus Takumi Iroha. I hate to say this, but Takumi is losing here, isn't she?
1: Well, she's not. She's getting a title match. (laughs) So that's weird.
2: Yeah, see, that's what kind of has me going. There's no way. Because I'm pretty sure, I don't know if this is canon or if it was in an interview or if it was even said at all, but I remember distinctly that Tam promised to give everyone who beats her in the GP a Wonder Stardom title match. And I don't think Stardom has Takumi fight for that belt at all. Like, if you're going to bring her in on these rare occasions, you're going to have her in big matches or world title matches. And I don't think a Wonder title match with Tam is exactly like a pay-per-view main event. Um, So, yeah, I think Tam wins here just to,
1: to keep Takumi out of the way. Unless they want her to face Tam at Osaka Joe Hall. You see, I don't think so. I think
2: Osaka Joe Hall is definitely Unagi versus Tam. I feel like. Why?
1: (laughs) No! That was not a better result. (laughs) It's
2: never going to be a better result, but they would love nothing more than to give Unagi a big title match out of Sakujo Hall.
1: That is so dangerous. That is so dangerous. I know. That would be... That would... Oh, that's. Thank God they're going to have, like, Mayu and Hazuki and whatever the main event is, because that is... hmm, Not the move that I would pick. Oh, boy. Wow. (laughs) Yikes. Uh, I know. Look,
2: it I, it's just—it's it, how they've booked it. It's, it makes the most sense, right?
1: No, I will not. No, I will, oh Sorry, dog's making noise. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna pick Tam just because sadness.
2: Okay, that's fair. Um, the next star, the next match is uh, also from the Blue Stars block. It is Suri versus Konami. Uh, so they get to run back their eight-minute spectacle from uh, the Budokan. Uh, hopefully this goes a bit longer than that one did because that that was very disappointing. um this is probably going to be killer. I feel like these two are just like really really good at professional wrestling, um especially against each other. I think this either goes to a draw or Konami wins i I don't think Siri wins this one um just to keep things in the blue block close, um I feel like the best way is to have uh, Siri lose here just to kind of lose a bit of ground after the Utami win.
1: My strategy is to be smart. I'll always pick Sherry to win, so I don't look dumb picking against her. So Are you calling me dumb? No, I'm not
2: calling uh, you. Okay, like no, I, no, I invite I've, you. Here's I invite the problem: you on my podcast, and you just call me dumb. No, I like, didn't did call.
1: You? Okay, so you you did that on my show, so I don't feel bad. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, that's not what I was saying. But I've picked against Sherry in the past and looked dumb. So, I am just going to protect myself and pick Sherry. Do I believe that Konami could win this? Yes. Do I think they can have a really good match? Yes. Do I ever want to pick against Sherry again? No. So, I'm not going to (laughs) because that is dangerous. So, you're a coward. When it comes to Sherry, absolutely. She she drops people on her head that she considers a sister. I don't want to know what would happen to me.
2: That's that's totally fair. She is a scary woman. Um,
1: but she's also right. very funny and, like, lovable. Yes. So it's really she, weird.
2: She's such a strange human. Same with Asuka, Kana. Um, yes. You know, because she's... Because I don't know if you know this, right? But Asuka, when she was Kana, had this reputation as, like, A shooter who like thought she was too big for her britches and was like needlessly stiff with everybody apparently she once called out the entire Joshi scene and was like y'all ain't shit and then you see her on her YouTube channel and she's just like I'm having noodles it's fun (laughs) I'm just like what is how is this the same human
1: yeah she's uh she's always been one of a kind so it's not shocking that they've like been a team right
2: uh I, I don't know they were definitely rivals. I'm pretty all sure right, well, Shuri and Shida sense. was the main team. Ah,
1: uh, okay, sure. That's an interesting team too. Well, either way, yeah. yeah, they're they're both uh, interesting human beings, indeed. But I'm not picking Cherry. Um, I refuse. I can't. <laughs> that's all right.
2: So the next match is a, a Red Stars block match. It is Starlight Kid versus Koguma. Um, Ooh. I'm in a I'm in a bit of an upset mood, as if you couldn't tell, because I think Koguma is going to win to set up a a high speed title match.
1: We're in agreement there. I think that I think yep. this is actually a more predictable upset, especially with kids so high in points already. Mm-hmm. Like we we got to get our some losses, and this one makes a lot of sense. And I think this could be really good because kids fighting out of her boots and Koguma's awesome. So why not?
2: Yeah, this could end up being like much of the well. I don't know, depending on how Siri and Konami does, this could end up being match of the night, or at mm-hmm. least like have a good shout for match of the night, because I don't think Tam and Takumi is gonna be a five star classic. That's Although watch them prove me wrong, because Tam has been like incredible all year, so who knows.
1: If Tam tries it
2: could be incredible. Yeah. It is a Karakan, so she might. I don't know. Um but yeah, we both are going for Koguma there, yeah.
1: Yeah, go bear.
2: Um, So the final match on the lineup, uh, this definitely isn't going to be the main event. Uh, We have the Red Stars block match. It is Himeka versus Natsupoy. Actually, this will main event. It's all Donna Del Mondo. DDM never loses. Um, I'm actually kind of intrigued. I feel like Himeka has to win this one. She's got that seniority over Natsupoy in the group. Um, And she's kind of pushed ahead of Natsupoy too. Like I think it would be a a bit of a
1: shock if if Poi was to, to beat Himeka here. I think Jamaica's going on a win streak after the first two losses, yeah. so I will definitely pick her. But this is not gonna main event. It's DDM Scott, but it's no, DDM. but but they have Tam and Takumi facing each other. How does that not main event? Because neither of those are in Donna Del Mondo. <laughs> okay, then Sherry and Konami can main event. Maybe, okay, yeah, that's, that, that's probably more likely.
2: I don't know though. You just like. We've had this issue with Stardom before, like, sometimes they will just pick the Donald Armando match to go on last, because... Well,
1: to be fair, one of the times Bea Priestley was in the world title match, you you have to do what you gotta do.
2: <laughs> yeah, that was, like, her last match in Stardom, she really should have deserved to go on
1: last. <laughs> like, <laughs> nah, <laughs> it was actually, like, the best match of her life, so, yeah, I guess, and that's not saying much, by the way, it's, it's, like, she's yeah. not a... She's...
2: Not great, no, but... so she definitely isn't winning here because, like, that would have her tied for the top. And there's not a chance. Dude,
1: that would be amazing. Poi was at the top of the bra- of the block. Not going to happen. I would love it, too. But it's, yeah, definitely not happening. I saw people, like, saying after Poi lost the high-speed belt, she's going to win the white belt. I was like, ah, I'm yes. sorry. But there's a lot of people in front of her. Yeah, her ceiling is, like artist
2: of stardom champion or like the losing partner in a goddess tag title run you know i don't mm-hmm. i don't think they really see her as like a top six top ten wrestler even though they should she's amazing in the ring but yeah. i mean there's taller more charismatic people
1: it's taller <laughs> they but
2: like tall i like, know I, I know
1: you're right but it just sounds funny there's taller people <laughs> to like there's yeah. lady c but she's tall
2: Exactly. Lady C
1: should win all the belts. I don't know. I mean, she's in She's in the dome. I said it earlier. She's in the dome. Clearly they yeah. know that she's just going to win. I saw exactly. some, some people pitching that she gets her first win on that show, and I was like, that would be uh, That would be very sweet. That would be wild if they were like, yeah. you know what? Lady C's going to win her first match inside the MetLife Dome on a New Japan show. That would be why.
2: No, I hope to do that. (laughs) That'd be really nice. Um, Yeah, that is that show. Um, We've previewed both of them. I'm wondering, though... um, So Yuri finishes up with Just Tap Out on the 2nd of September. Um, Mirai Mayumi finishes up with Tokyo Joshi Pro on the 4th of September. This show is obviously on the 6th. Do you think we see any new debutants on the show do you think we get a my sakurai moment where somebody walks out and makes their debut
1: i could see yuri do that i think yuri mm-hmm. would fit that bill to just kind of walk out and be like hi i'm here um she could also like drop a challenge to Unagi if she wanted to kind of like my did um but yeah. because she's only what one year in Unagi's not on the show though well,
2: she'll be there, maybe. Dylan rejoicing uh, when he well, he doesn't listen to this. I'll tell him. Now he's <laughs> not on this show.
1: <laughs> yeah, wow. Just like, Dylan, there's
2: no Mina, there's no
1: Unagi. You're going to be so happy. And, you know, I was kind of stunned that Unagi didn't get put on the New Japan show. I'm shocked with a lot of people that they left off,
2: especially because uh, the poster for it originally had Utami. And Mayu and shit, and like neither of those are on the shows at all.
1: It's so yeah, weird. I, I thought you were gonna start talking shit about Momo. I was about that. To... Mm. Nah, listen, Momo's cool. Um,
2: we got we're double Momo podcast,
1: huh? She got double matches. Like that's how much yeah. they were like. You know what? Sure, they'll probably win one and lose one, which is fine. But it's all about Sai hitting the Phoenix Splash, anyways. Yes, definitely.
2: That's uh, that's one of the big things. Um. <sighs> I think that's it
1: <laughs> um Did, wait a minute well, when does may finish? Is she done? Is she already done
2: uh yeah, may surga or not not may surga uh, all the marvelous wrestlers were released from their contracts on the thirty first so they're like immediately gone from that point.
1: oh wow, okay, hmm. so anything could happen,
2: yeah, I don't think May debuts yet, I feel like. If they do bring her in, it'll be like maybe Tag League announcements, like her and Asmi uh, as Tag League, and that'd be their announcement as to, to bring her in. Um, as for Mira Mayumi, I have no idea. If it were me, I'd I'd have her walk out at Out Ward, give her the biggest debut possible. But um, I don't know. I think Yuri is maybe more of a lock to show up at this Cork, and then others.
1: Was it a Cork in last time for my?
2: Yes. Alright, so yeah, definitely someone showing up. Yeah, they, they do like their, their big moments at Karkin. Like, I feel like most of the big debuts happen at Karkin and not, like, the pay-per-views. Like, when you think about it, Yoshiko and I showed up at a Karkin and not the pay-per-view mm-hmm. six days beforehand. Um, and Julia I think stood Nanai up. And I hadn't come back. <laughs> Dude, I was thinking about this the other day. How good would that teased Julia versus Yoshiko match be? Because I feel like Yoshiko is the kind of wrestler who could get the absolute best form of Julia. Like, they would just beat the shit out of each other. It would be amazing.
1: Yeah, I I don't know. I thought that's where they were going when, like, I well, Yoshiko got hurt. So, like, I don't know mm-hmm. where they were going. So, maybe that was one of the matches they were considering. But, man, those two would kill each other, and it would be so Definitely. great. Julia's really good was... when she's, like, killing herself and her opponent. That sounds so bad, but it's true. <laughs>
2: Yeah, no, nah, she's, like, a brawler at heart. Like, that's her thing, you know, just fucking people up. She's not a technical wrestler at all. Um, and as those videos going around last week showed, she's not an MMA fighter either. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, she just needs to, like, stay stiffing the shit out of people and then dropping them on their head. I don't know.
1: It's, it's a brilliant idea. If you're not going to do that, just kick people. It's a win either way exactly
2: oh my god like that's it I mean Mayu was already the best wrestler in the world and now she started kicking people really
1: hard and I'm like this
2: is it she's the best ever I don't care
1: well it's unfair Mayu does both yeah like that's why she's the best like she does the kicking now and the dropping people on their heads well Mm -hmm. and herself all the time (laughs) which is terrifying every single time but yeah Yeah. she is the best I, I go on record of saying she's the goat and I'm okay with that that's fair. I mean, I'm sure if you watch, like, any of the, the AJW
2: wrestlers, I think you'd change your mind. But, you know, that's
1: Well, okay. Aja Kong's also awesome, to be fair. Yeah, listen. Like, like I, I love watching her matches now, which, because yeah. they're always so funny. <laughs> uh, but I do need to uh, go into business for myself. Mayu My Iwatani should have been the first pick in the all-time stardom draft. The fact that she wasn't is a crime. Yeah, well, listen, that's what happens when Dylan gets the first pick. It's He was biased. Yeah, well, he picked all the way to not even the great ones. Well, he picked the great oh, ones, but the, oh, also the yeah. bad ones. He picked you know, me. I should, I should
2: gonna, bring uh, that up. Uh, so if, for anybody who doesn't follow us on Twitter, Xavier won the fan vote uh, for the draft. Uh, I finished second, and Dylan was last place in, uh, in the draft, or in the poll for, for our draft. So congratulations to Xavier. Um, I invited him on thinking he would lose because he would just, like, do some crackhead shit and, like, pick whoever he wanted. Like, Miho Akazawa would be his, like, third pick. Um, <laughs> and then he just, like, drafted the best roster ever. He was like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to say Eo Kairi, Nanai, Aikawa.
1: I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> to be <laughs> so... fair, to be fair, him absolutely destroying Dylan is what got him that team. It was brilliant. Yes, it's
2: it. Yeah, it it was a lot better than our last draft, which was um the pre two K draft on Victory Through Guts, where uh, we, we we got uh, Dylan's friend Scorey, uh from Twitter on, and Scory's first pick was like Candy Oak. because <laughs> <laughs> he had watched loads oh, of her man, matches man. and was just like, she she does German suplexes. I want her first. <laughs> <laughs> and then he uh, picked like Manami Toyota like fourth or some shit, and I was like, "What are you doing? Like, what's like, what's actually happening?"
1: <laughs> well, this was a popular contest. Uh, my uh, Toyota versus Sasha Banks is a conversation we could always break into. They okay. Listen,
2: <laughs> if if I was to pick who is better, I would probably say I feel like Sasha has more matches I enjoy. But I understand that, like, Manama Toyota, as far as, like, crazy shit goes, is probably, like, the best wrestler ever if you just want to see people do spots. Because she just, like, did shit. um, And that can be very entertaining. But I, I prefer... People Sasha love Banks. spot that's best. Just, yeah. Although, to be fair, Manama Toyota, like, early, like, when she stopped selling for people, and was just like, listen, bitch, we're, I'm old, I'm tired, I'm hitting you with my moves, and that's it, I'm leaving. That is peak. Sasha Banks could never, like, she could never
1: not a chance she won't
2: live that long because she's anti-vax anyway but you know
1: oh okay all
2: right nice that was a good burn yeah anyway okay this is this is this always happens um when it's not me and dylan for <laughs> um i think Going i should close the show oil. yeah um so some closing plugs uh you should listen to scott he has his own podcast wrestling with edwards uh, he has another podcast on the Fight Game Media Patreon. It is called the Five Star Joshi Pod. Uh, he's currently looking for oh, a co-host for that. So hit him up. Like, if you want to talk about all the Joshi, you, you would have to watch all of it. Like, Ice Herbin, mm-hmm. Token Pro, Pure J, everything. Um, but if you want to do that, and I, it might pay. I don't know. Um, hit up Scott and let him know. Uh, or or just, like, subscribe to the Patreon and listen to him. Uh, read his stuff at Voices of Wrestling um did you write for bleacher report did i make that up you made that up i wish i did but you made that okay up. all right okay uh he writes for um somebody else uh the website for that, for that we there we go i was, like, I was leaving that for last for. i was leaving that for last obviously that's the most important one um so yeah check out scott's stuff uh listen to his podcasts and uh, thank you scott for coming on dylan put me in a, a terrible position here by having to have an actual uh real life so
1: um Happens, happens. I'm happy to be here after missing the draft. It was the, it was my consolation prize. That's fair. Yeah. I mean,
2: listen, it's not our fault. You were being like brainwashed by Mickey Mouse this last week. So
1: it was a great time. I don't listen, listen, listen. You say anything bad about Disney, we're gonna have a problem.
2: I like Disney, but I mean, it definitely just feels like a cult sometimes, <laughs> especially when you go oh, to the Disney absolutely. parks it's or it. the Disney store. Yeah. Do you have Disney stores? I see Yep, you do. we do. Yeah, those are crazy. Those those are definitely like a cult.
1: That the Disney stores are worse than the Disney like mm-hmm. park because it's like scary to walk in there. You think everyone that works <laughs> yeah. there's a robot? All right, I'm just gonna let you finish the show because we'll <laughs> okay. be here forever. Yeah. So
2: if you uh, if you want to stand, you may stand. If you want to sit, you may sit. Believe today, shine tomorrow. You decide what you believe in. Ijo. Ijo! Okay, all right. On Florida's Space Coast, we think you can have the best of both worlds. Kind of like right now. Driving at your desk. Maybe at the gym, but you're also grooving to some music. Visit us and you'll go to the beach and see a rocket launch or go kayaking and manatee spotting. It's all waiting for you on the only beach that doubles as a launch pad. Plan your adventure today at visitspacecoast.com.